This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we wrap up the Max Fun Drive and talk about when only mama will do. We aren't sure that feels as good as it should. Plus, we welcome back one of our favorite people, Janelle Hanchett, of the blog Renegade Mothering. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Mama! I want mama. I want my mama. I do want my mama. I want my mama. Uh, well, we'll just have to do with each other. I guess. Can I sit in your lap? <laughs> How are you, Teresa? Um, I'm good, and I feel like it's all thanks to Jesse, and that's why I want to do a quick compliment your partner. It's time to compliment your partner. Well, our kids have been sick, like, every day since forever with a variety of things. And as people know, our one of our dogs is still recuperating from surgery. Jesus. Um... I had a birthday. Happy birthday, Teresa. Thanks. And somehow in the midst of all the madness, Jesse, my husband, made my birthday totally amazing. I had such a good birthday, and it was totally because of him. That's so nice. Um, Yeah. He did a bunch of different stuff. But one thing that he did was he made me this photo album of photos that he has taken over the last, like, four years that I have, like, never seen. Oh, my god! Which is crazy. And the funny thing is, is, like, because it's Jesse, it's not that he, like, has been, like, secretly working on this for four years right. <laughs> and, like, purposely hasn't shown them to me. It's just he just hasn't shown me these pictures. Right. So I didn't know that he had a lot of it. I mean, Aww. there's pictures of us right after Oscar was born that nice. I didn't know we had. <gasps> Teresa, that's really nice. Yeah, it's totally amazing. So that was great. And then he's just been like totally momming up and like <laughs> being a team with me with the kids and the dogs and, um, you know, the Max Fun Drive and just all the things that have been going on. Um, he's been totally amazing. And <laughs> somebody's been passively aggressively getting messages from the I'm, show yeah must be yeah um but also i just want to say like the last last little thing that like made me think to do this today was like this morning because i wanted to come here and yes. do the show Je- i asked jesse can you take simon to the doctor because we think simon has an ear infection and he's like yeah i can do it and so he was gonna take him and i was getting ready to go and blah 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 And Jesse just says, hey, can we talk about Simon's symptoms so I can get a handle on what has been going on, like, for the doctor? And I was like, yeah, great idea. And then we (sighs) talked about it. But it was so, like, and I don't want, I really want to be clear that I am not... I don't want to spin this like a dumb dad thing. No, no. It's that he is acknowledging that I have been tracking this stuff. And 
that I may have like a better handle than he. He obviously knows some of the things that are going on, right. but like if we team up and talk about it together, he's team better prepared. Up. And by him asking about it in advance of the appointment, that saves me from having to like Jesse. So when you go see the doctor, um, be sure to tell him that Simon's been doing this. This right. I don't even have to do any of that. You know what I mean? Wow. Which was just so. It's a small thing, but it was so nice. Yeah, it's just a being present with each other and yeah. teaming up. And sometimes the moons align just so. Yeah. All eight of our moons, everybody. <laughs> they they line up and it and everybody fucking nails it. Yep. Good job, Jesse. Yeah, I think so. That was a really good job. How um, are you? Well, everybody's sick in our fucking house too. Oh god. The like the When will this the, end? The bottles of pink medicine yeah. just keep lining up. It's yeah. just a new type. Yeah. So, you know, we got through with Katie Bell's allergy. Oh, allergy. Yeah, right. Or we got through with all that stuff. No more steroids. No more steroids. Good. Uh, no more pink medicine steroids that kind of taste like cherries. No more of that. Uh, she's like fine for like a couple of days. We enter spring break. Spring break. Great. And she had wanted to sign up for the Y for the week. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's have a totally normal week. Like the first day at the Y, she stayed until two. She had a great time. The next day, she's like, I want to stay even later. I'm like, fucking yeah. All right. Awesome. We'll go pick her up at, you know, 3.30. The next day, she's like, <laughs> the cough starts. Uh-huh. And so the cough and the runny nose starts. Ellis was just kind of getting over because simultaneously, you know, they all the sicknesses just kind of line yeah. up. I was really sick. Yeah. Um, uh, Ellis was sick with like the runny nose thing. And then Katie Bell picks up the runny nose thing. Stefan like made a cough sound and I must have looked at him like, yeah. don't, don't, just don't, 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 do don't do it. Your will your Come body, on. will your body yeah. into not getting sick. So uh, I'm like, you're fine. <laughs> Off to the Y. Um, and then she's like, nah, fine. She like totally gets the stupid fever for a couple of days mm-hmm. and the coughing. And I, what I discovered was I fucking hate the coughing. Yeah. I hate the coughing. And I was sharing this with somebody who was on our Facebook page. Yeah. And never, our Facebook group. Yeah. There's our Facebook page. Everybody join. Love it. Very public. And then there's our Facebook group, mm-hmm. which you have to join. It's very private. Yeah. Uh, it's private to people who are in the group. Right. Only people in the group see it. We're not showing your feed. But there was a mom talking about how she just, like, is getting really mad at her kids being sick. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just went through. I am so pissed at my kids being sick. And every time Katie Bell coughs, despite knowing it is a real, productive, awful-sounding cough. Yeah. She I, needs to cough, I, and it's not I feel her fault. Like, I feel like I'm at, like, work or something, and yeah. she's calling, and she's like, eh. I'm really sick and I can't yeah. come in today. Yeah. <laughs> like every yeah. faker yeah. in the world. And I just am like, yeah. I guess, stop coughing. Stop coughing. And I think it's like partly also because you can't fix a cough. No, There's nothing you can fucking it do. It really for is it. aggravating as a parent. Yeah. To, because you're just like, ah, this, I can't do anything yeah. for this. Just and, stop doing and so it. It's just like every day it's like a new thing. And so like every day she's like, I probably have a fever and I shouldn't go anywhere mm-hmm. except to the park or to like the store to like yeah. anywhere I want to go, right? And yeah. even though she has the fucking fever, she still wants to do all those things. Right. It's so. If well, if you're sick, Katie Bell, then you can't do anything. Then I become this asshat yeah. who's just like, you know, yeah. treating her like she's a 30-year-old woman trying to get out of yard work or something. Yeah. Like it, just, it makes me crazy. It's been really frustrating. And then today, she's like, I have this thing in my mouth. And I'm like, oh, God. All right. What, what is it? She's like chewed herself in like three spots in her mouth. And she like pulls her gun back. And it is this disgusting Ooh. white 
awful uh-huh. thing. And I was like, does it hurt? And she's like, no. And I just was like so done. I was like, yeah. I'm done. Then I turned to Stefan. I'm like, did you even see this when you were brushing her teeth? And he's like, no. Because it's you. She's like, big, white, weird thing. And I'm like, is it bothering you? No. And even though it doesn't bother her, uh-huh. it infuriates right. me. Right. I know. I was like, here's your salt water and rinse it. Yeah. God, everybody get in the car. Yeah. You don't have a fever. You're going to school. I texted yeah. the teacher. I'm like, she's going to sound like shit, but she is not sick. You know, like, nice. don't call me from school. Yeah. Anyway, so needless to say, I handled it super gracefully. It totally sounds like yeah. that. I yeah. Really, I really locked up the TLC. <laughs> For my child. Speaking of TLC, mm-hmm. uh, this is the last week of the Max Fun Drive. Yeah. It is very exciting. You guys have been knocking it out of the park. You really have. Yeah. So the Max Fun Drive mm-hmm. is a chance for you, our listeners, to support One Bad Mother. By making a monthly donation in any of a number of different amounts um starting as low as five dollars a month and you can just go to maximumfund.org and click on donate to check out the different membership levels and all the wonderful amazing drive exclusive gifts that we have for you this year our goal for this drive was 2,000 new and upgrading members over the course of the drive well because our listeners are like the best people in the world somehow we managed to pass our goal in the first week of this two-week drive which is remarkable so you guys are amazing if you've already donated Thank you so much. It's so awesome. This is unprecedented. You know, this is like our, these are our best numbers ever. And I give full credit to all the new listeners of One Bad Mother. Oh, totally. Because we have tripled our listenership in just the last year. Yeah. That is a lot of new ears coming to One Bad Mother and Max Fun. And so I am giving you guys all the amazing credit. (laughs) So thank you guys. And so because we passed our goal in the first week, we have a new goal. Um, Our new goal is to double that. We're going to shoot for 4,000 new or upgrading members by the end of the drive. That's uh, Friday the 27th. Usually there's a bit of a grace period if you're listening after that. And there's like a couple, the weekend after that still counts. Um, If we get to 4,000 new or upgrading members of Maximum Fun by by the end of the drive, um, all of the Max Fun shows have committed to putting out two additional donors-only bonus episodes over the course of the next year. And we already have some really awesome ideas cooking for that. So um, <laughs> definitely help us reach our goal. If you haven't donated already, we still need your support. Um, and now is the time to do it. Um, another thing to keep in mind is that Max Fun, we have pledged to, now that we've passed 2,000, we have pledged to donate five meals for hungry families in Los Angeles to the LA Food Bank for every single new or upgrading member past number 2000. Um, So I think that's going to end up being a pretty hefty donation and we're pretty excited about that. So that's also thanks to you guys. Um, So again, it's MaximumFun.org and click on donate and we'll be back a little later in the show just to kind of, if you weren't around last week, we'll just remind you a little bit about what our thank you gifts are this year and what cool stuff you can get for donating. So thank you very much. And now we're going to talk about what it's like when only mama will do. 
please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Miss and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes? Mamas. Yeah. That, that's us. Yep. We're moms. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about when our children seem to only want us. Yep. And, and I, I don't want to preface two things. One, this is totally one of those episodes where you can insert dad or, you know, primary primary caregiver into mom. We're using mom as a total generic word right now for this situation. Because it's us. Because we are moms and this is happening to us. (laughs) But this really can go anywhere. I know this happens to dads sometimes. And and what's interesting, and I will touch on this a little, is clearly the kids needing – one parent more than the other seems to go in like weird cycles uh-huh. you know like i yeah. feel like a six-year-old is totally different than a 10-year-old than a three-year-old than the one-year-old like whatever so uh, everybody gets to go through this at oh, some yay. point so you're all welcome the other thing is is we're not talking separation anxiety per se like there is the actual like psychological thing that happens to babies to infants usually somewhere between nine months and 18 months is the window that every website gives you which is totally a bullshit window and it can stretch <laughs> either side thank you internet um which is like really where your baby is like stranger danger and I don't know you and you know and sometimes that separation anxiety can really be latched onto one person in particular but I think what we're going to talk about today is something a little more subtle sometimes (laughs) and sometimes a little more overtly aggressive uh, (laughs) as well so have you let's just start off with this Mm -hmm. I'll just start off with this question do your kids only want you? <laughs> this is a really good question. Sometimes, yes. Okay. So so tell me about what it's like in your house. Let's sure. start with Simon, who is three. Simon is three and a half. Yeah. Um, and he... He never really went through a separation anxiety thing as a baby. Like, um, I mean, he, I just was around a lot and it just wasn't a very, he wasn't like super clingy. Like he, he enjoyed being cuddly with me and stuff. Um, but it was never, he didn't have a big, he didn't have a lot of separation anxiety and he wasn't like super like only you mom, you know, you could kind of pass him around to people. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but recently, and I think. It may have something to do with Oscar being super clingy. <laughs> now Simon sometimes will say, like, no, I want you to do this. Yeah. About, you know, like, you know, oftentimes what the dynamic is, is that I'm with both of the children. Right. Both of the children want two different things. Both of them want those things with me. And then Jesse steps in to help and usually takes Simon because... Oscar doesn't really want to go to Jesse. And so, but Simon will sometimes, I mean, he's kind of getting the shaft, right? Because that's that's happening. That's a dynamic that's repeating over and over. Um, And so Simon will resist that a little bit. He's pretty, I mean, he's pretty close with Jesse and he will usually, he will get on board within a few minutes. Oscar will literally just flip a switch. He sees Jesse like walk in a room and he will just 
throw his arms around my neck and like squeeze as tight as he possibly can. Like he monster. Yeah, no, and it's like he and he loves Jesse. Like and Jesse can make him laugh and they cuddle and they have a nice time and like they're great. But there's these certain situations that just trigger it, and whether it's Jesse or you know our babysitter or whoever Oscar just just by seeing them walk in he just grabs onto me and needs me and the same thing happens like if Simon comes over to sit in my lap Oscar can't handle that right he's just very very attached right now okay so yes so this is actually happening very similar so Katie Bell is the same way Katie Bell's five almost six Uh um and Ellis is one Uh and uh Katie Bell was, you know, you could pass her around, you go to the city, you have a sitter come, no big deal. Like, she was very comfortable with all of us mm-hmm. as a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, she did around two and a half, three, go through a, I only want mama phase. Mm-hmm. I don't want papa. Uh-huh. I only want mama. I don't lo- I love you more than I love papa. I don't love papa as much. You know, I, mean, I think like, I remember. That was like around yeah, when we started, started the, the show. show. Yeah. I think I actually mentioned it kind of early on that we were really having this problem. And... <laughs> Stefan was having a really hard time not getting hurt by this. You know, like it kind of started off as a small thing of I only want mama. Um, I love mama so much, right? And that (laughs) was like like rubbing it in. And that was kind of fine. But then like there's one day at dinner I remember where she just flat out said, I love, I don't love you as much. And I turned around to Papa, to Stefan. Uh And I was like, you absolutely can't speak to your father that way. Uh You know, and like we actually had that first real discussion. And, but like Stefan would... Like, I noticed Stefan would start getting into this habit of, like, fine, if we're going to go out, you know, and she doesn't want to hold my hand, I'm just going to walk ahead of you guys, or I'm going to walk behind you guys, or, you know, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. He just, like, kind of gave up. Like, it became this weird place of, like, she's a baby. Yeah. You know, like, she's not intentionally yeah. trying like, to hurt your hard feelings. hard to get to try yeah. to, like, win her. You can't, yeah. like, if you want her, like, we, we really, this was one of those, like, first, well, not first, but one of many sort of situations that he and I had to, like, stop, talk about, and be like, okay, if you want her to have that same relationship with you, you exactly. You can't play mind games with her. She doesn't give a shit that your feelings are hurt. You've yeah. got to keep coming back. Yeah. Don't walk five steps ahead of us. Walk with us. Yeah. You know, keep coming back over and over and over again. And then they started doing some like mom, you know, daddy, daughter day kind of things. And that really helped. Okay. So cut to, and we like had this wonderful balance. Great. Then I have Ellis. Uh-huh. And it's actually all right. She's like been a really great big sister. She's really adjusted pretty well. I don't have the stomach aches and stuff, but like we've worked through that. But recently I started to notice that like Ellis, like I felt like whenever she was trying to kiss Ellis or hug him, he was really like, get away. You know, like, mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, he has a space issue. And then recently I discovered, I don't think that's it. I think he's physically trying to get her away. Like you said, mm-hmm. he's like physically, he's like, scratching at her and hitting her and like hurling himself like we actually yeah. were sitting on the couch doing like an experiment <laughs> where i was like okay and i put ellis next to me and i'd be all right katie bell give me a hug and she'd come in and hug and he would like launch himself at me and then he'd like get up on me and just start smashing his head into <laughs> me like mine mine right <laughs> and um like it was like really weird and then it, but as a result it makes her like simon mm-hmm. really need me 
more. Like even yeah. more, she's like, I want you to do this. I want you to brush my teeth. I want you to, you know, I never get yeah. any time with you. I never, you know, like it's not fair that I it's turned into this thing. Yeah. Okay. So now we have our, and I noticed just to see how much the experiment went, I was like, all right, Stefan, you come and try and hug me. Yeah. Shove. Shove. And it's the same thing. Ellis loves Stefan. Yeah. So much. Yeah, totally. And after Stefan's been carrying him around for a bit, he'll just kind of want to be with Stefan. Yeah, yeah. Because they can like walk past me. Yeah. But when Ellis is ready, it becomes mama, 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 you know. And uh, so we've established what's What's happening. What's going on? How does that make you feel? <laughs> Seriously, how does it like? What's the f- fuck our kids? Mm-hmm. They're totally screwed up, and they only want us. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. How, I really, honest to God, don't know how to fix a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But how's it making you feel? <laughs> um. Well, I have to. There's two things going on for me. One is the Simon related thing, right? Which is that I. I just I need to be really aware of the dynamic that's going on and I need to like work to make sure to have that like physical, you know, accessibility to him. Like I need to like pull him into my lap sometimes and like get a cuddle and I need to like I need to just be I need I need to work on that more. Whereas like Oscar's just always always there right right now, you know, and um I don't have to like work to make that happen. Whereas Simon, like if I don't initiate it, it sometimes could just not happen that day, yeah. which is like crazy to me. Like yeah. I don't want that. He's only three and a half. Like I want to be like right. you know, there for him. And um, so that is that's I mean, it's it's OK. I think it's OK the way it is. But I have to, it's a challenge. It's an extra challenge. The thing that is really a problem for me right now, honestly, is my body is fucked up right now. Mm. Like, I, my neck is completely, I mean, it's, like, thrown out. Like, I have to go in later this week and, like, get, basically get a massage. Like, not, like, ooh, let's go get a massage. (laughs) Like, I, like, medically need, like, work. Even using him, like, I, I love my ergo, as everybody knows, and I use the ergo all the time. He's, Oscar's sick right now, so I've had to have him in the ergo just in the house all the time because he he wants to just be held all yeah. the time. And the ergo is partially better than just holding him, but it's not it's not like a fix-all. If you're doing it all day, it does take a toll. Right. And I'm in pain. I'm like literally oh, in pain. Yeah. And that's really a problem for me because I feel I just don't know how to fix that. And I feel like there's something I'm doing wrong mm. because I sh- it shouldn't be. I should be like strong enough to like hold my baby when he needs me. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but like I wonder it, if some of it hurts. Yeah. Well, like, cause you're also bending down to see the three and a half year old. Totally. Little bit. You know, like yeah. you're, you're getting and take care of the dogs and whatever. Weird and... position. Like, yes, if you were just walking around just holding a baby all day, you'd probably be fine. <laughs> but it's all the physical actions yeah. that you have to do. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's you just, should be better at this, it's Teresa. It's fucking taking yeah. a toll. That's yeah. all. No, you know? And And I honestly emotionally don't have a big issue like I don't feel emotionally drained by it mm. with Oscar I I really kind of like appreciate all the right. love and attention and find him to be like so delicious and cuddly yeah. that like I'm happy to have him there it's just it hurts yeah oh that's interesting as always you come at this totally different perspective than, than you is so weird it's wrong it was... anyway so what it, what is it doing to you well I'm having some real issues okay guilt wise guilt wise yeah okay. like because 
Katie Bell and Katie Bell being sick would be a great example. Uh-huh. And like a lot of my like, you're fine. Yeah, is because I don't have the time to give her the TLC that I would if there was just me and her. I I want to be able to put her on the couch and sit with her for a second and yeah. you know give her her little soup and give her a cup and yeah. take her temperature and not just like you'll be fine here. Your temperature's this. Here, take some Tylenol. Yeah. You know, like because the, the whole time I have this baby. Yeah, who the moment you put down is like, uh, uh, uh. And yeah. I gotta tell you, I. If he was walking like a person, uh-huh. I would have much. Well, then he'd just be coming. What Oscar does is just, just grab onto my you. legs. That's true. Well, he just yeah. follows me around yeah. and grabs onto my legs and makes it impossible. That's true. So, so yeah, not... you're fucked either yeah. way. The yard fucking sucks and everybody, <laughs> everybody's yard is a horrible. Um, so <laughs> screw that. But in my mind, uh-huh. in my mind, I think this would be a great okay. thing. Um, it, yeah. So that makes me feel bad. And then she'll just be like, I, I really want us to spend more time. I'm like, I can't just. Does she say that? Yeah. She's just five and a half. She's I want sick. us to spend more I wish we could spend more time, time together. together. I wish I she can't even come when over. When does that come up? Like how I'm just amazed by this. Sitting so, on, like, in the kitchen. So can you say I wish we could spend more yeah, time can together? Can we play? Well, no wonder you're fucking feeling yeah. guilty. I don't know oh, how then, I would react to and, that. And, and, I'm like Kate, and I always say. I mean, it's like, really sweet, but it's like oh, it gets what? worse. It gets worse. So like the whole time, my day is like, and because she's older, I, I fall into that trap of well, I promised I would never do this. You're just going to have to go play in your room. You're just going to have to do this on your own. You're going to have to figure this out, which I, I believe there are a lot of good things to that. Yeah. I have to play in my own room and figure yeah. it out and all that shit. But it doesn't make me feel any better about doing it. Yeah. And then, like you said, suddenly the day goes by and yeah. I haven't had any real intimate time with her. Yeah. And then I'm really tired. Yeah. And I'm like, I should be the one who's doing her bath in her bed, but Stefan's yeah. just getting home, and I really just want to sit here for a second and, like, do one nice thing for myself. Yeah. Like, okay. So I also find myself yelling at her more mm-hmm. and having much less patience. And then to really twist the guilt thing in, she started, because she can write now a little bit, she has started writing me notes that are like, I love you so much, Mama. Mm-hmm. Like, pictures of me and her. And then I write some back, and this is kind of a way for us to, like, share a little something but then there are just days where i feel like shit because i've just like yelled at her or like totally done these things where you're like she'll be like (laughs) she'll say something and i will respond to her like this (sighs) yeah yeah i mean i'm like what am i i'm treating her i've done that too we all have those i know but like i feel like i've had this week this is I've only talked to her yeah. as if everything out of her mouth is going to upset me before oh. she even says it. And then she'll send me these notes and I'm like, oh God, it's like I'm just, it's like some sort of weird like, I love you, please just love me more. <laughs> so I, you know, like I just feel awful. And then and it's not, but it's not just Katie Bell. It's like it, it falls into that trap of uh, Katie Bell needing me more and mm-hmm. Ellis needing me all the right. fucking time. And I yeah. I'm like, you are delicious. I just want to eat you. I love holding yeah. Ellis. He's totally a sweet baby. Um, but then I have like zero for Stefan and I have zero for myself. Yeah. So then I feel guilty about all that. Yeah. So yeah. But I think I think this plays a lot into that like, you know, sort of prison is so not the right word, but that like place <laughs> that we get where you lose your identity a little bit uh-huh. because it is such a harsh, intense, fresh reminder that you are mama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is. This All is, you you're, are. Yeah. You're it for me. Yeah. You're, you're it. it. You're the it. Yeah. And, it's, and you know it. And it sucks <laughs> when you can't be the it that you want to be. Because hmm. I think that's exactly it. Those kids know that you are the mom. Mm-hmm. You are their mother or mm-hmm. their father, whoever it is. You are the one. Mm-hmm. And that is 
they will never see you as anything other than that. Mm-hmm. And then it sucks actually having more dimensions than just that one dimension mm. and having to be like, I don't feel like I'm living up to that part of me at all. And I know everybody. We're all doing our best. Yeah. Okay? But that's not what this particular... I'm not going to make excuses for myself also for feeling like shit about it. No, no. Yeah. You are totally entitled to feel like shit about it. I thank, think... Thank you. Yeah. Please. <laughs> please. Um, I think one thing, though, like, that this made me think of this is... And this is just slighting myself, which I don't... Which is stupid, but sometimes I'm just like... Oh, really? Like, he loves me? Really? He loves his mom? Like, obviously, like, it's for survival. Like, biologically, he needs me. Like, it's not like I'm so great that he just loves me so much. Right. It's like he came out of my body and, (laughs) and, like, I nourished him completely for, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, it's like... It's nature. Like, right. basically, I'm, like, narrowing it down to that. Oh. But I also... But which, if you guys, if you met Oscar or Simon at a bar, they want nothing to do with you. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Like, that it's, I'm, nothing, I'm nothing special, you know? <laughs> I'm just, like, their mom. And, like, they know it's, like, it's like a biological huh. imperative to, like, stick close to the mom. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, Well, great. So I just feel massive guilt for not living up to a crazy, unrealized, unattainable potential. And you're just biologically their mother. <laughs> so so that leads me to our last portion of this talk, which is, is there anything we can do about it uh-huh. at all? Because, like, again, with Katie Bell, yeah. that was kind of, when there was just the one child. Yeah. That was really kind of an easy fix. Yeah. Mom up, Stefan, yeah. get in there. Yeah, take See, her on a date. She's not personally yeah. slighting you. Take her on a bunch of dates. Yeah. Fawn all over her. Yeah. Be, you know, be more involved. Yeah. Boom. And then that, that fleshed that it out. Yeah. Right. It was great. But now that there's two, I mm-hmm. get, I kind of, I get both of their perspectives. I get uh, Katie Bell's like, who is, you know, I'm being as great as I can. Why can't we all just love the mama together at the mm-hmm. same time? You know, I get her need. And I also get Ellis having some weird primal thing that he can only have made. Like, I get it. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck to do about the Ellis one. And, yeah. I, and I know that's going to probably change yeah. as we get along, but it's really weird right do now. Do you think, I mean, do you think, because like, I, I I think it's, I'm assuming it's a fairly common it's thing with two kids yeah. where um, like a lot of times the younger child, there is a phase where the younger child wants the mom. Yeah. And so the older child is more with the other parent, parent. or whatever, vice right. versa, whatever your household situation is. Um and I mean, first, for one thing, it's got to be temporary, I would think. But I think there's also a habit that you yeah. can fall into. And yeah. so don't there we need to kind of just consciously counteract that habit of the, obviously I'm going to take Oscar and Jesse's going to take Simon. Like sometimes we need to say like, no, even though it's going to be a little bit of a stretch for everybody, we need to try. No, you're so right. You know, I, I, I. Yeah, you're so right. And I think the the fix of this is the parents, 100%, or the caretakers. And, and that's just it. Mixing it up with the babies, mm-hmm. making sure. I mean, like, we do that. I mean, I just, like, let. We try, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we try and in the morning, Stefan takes Ellis back into the back of the house for, you know, 40 minutes. Uh-huh. And they're just out of sight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, that's part of it. Yeah, sometimes you have to be totally out of sight yeah. to do it. And I think the other thing is if you are the partner who is currently not being favored, mm-hmm. I th- I, 
you gotta you gotta mom up. Yeah, and it's a t- I think it's a tough that's a tough situation place to, be. to be in. You have to really just pull it together and like yeah. remember that it's not about you personally. And I think there's something kind of unfair about whoever gets it first. Uh-huh. The one who's getting the attention, it's really easy to be like, mom up. Yeah. But I remember yeah. we did hit a phase where Katie Bell was like way into Papa and she said something. Uh-huh. I, I want Papa to do this or, or uh-huh. something. And I. How was it? Oh, it really hurt my feelings. Yeah. It was like such a like. Yeah. Don't you want your mother? Totally. Don't you want your mother? <laughs> I like. I was like, ah, that really hurt. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. So yeah. you're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to get a little taste of this mm-hmm. at some point. So I think this is one of those great moments where you and the caretakers, because like, sometimes it's the nanny that they yeah, love more totally. that week. It might not be a two-parent household yeah, also. Or it's, a like, or it's a grandma or it's a, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does not have to be the mom and the dad. At some point in time, your kid's not going to want you, and it's going <laughs> to fucking suck. And at some point, you're going to be the one the kid wants all the time, and that also kind of sucks. And after you both take... The good parts of it, like, yay, I'm so loved. And yeah. yay, I get to go to the movies by yeah. myself. After that's aside, you're going to have to, like, really mom up and be like, okay, they're children. This isn't a real, like, no one hates me. Yeah. I'm going to have to work on this with my yeah. partner or the other people in this house to maintain this relationship. Because you don't want to get into a situation where one partner begins to feel like you've just abandoned them. Mm-hmm. You know, fine. Fine. She loves you. You yeah, take everything. Fine, yeah. That's not going to go. Yeah, that's no. not going to. That's probably not helpful. going to end poorly. And uh, <laughs> for every, then there'll be two people in the house who don't want any time <laughs> with you. And uh, And it's a great time to look at yourself and be like, I am the adult. Because I feel like yeah. just to like bring it back to the larger universe yeah. outside of parents, we run into this all the time. Of like yeah. Somebody who works a total asshole. Yeah. You're like, why isn't that person like me? Like, what is yeah. that? We talked actually a little bit about this with the in-laws, too. Yeah. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And we can't sit there and be like, well, I'm going to punish you by not doing X, Y, and Z. Or yeah. I'm not going to come to your party. Or I'm going to make sure that you're – I never restock your paper. Like, whatever – we have to just kind of say fuck it, yeah, and be like, I am okay with who I am, yeah, and I will make my best efforts to be really nice, mm-hmm. and that is it. Yeah, that's the best you could do. Yeah, we're not five. No, we have children who are five. No, it's time for you to not be five. Yeah, just look in the mirror and say, I'm great. I'm great. And remember, you probably are failing as a mother, <laughs> and your children only see you as a biological need. Teresa. Yes. Now that we're feeling so great about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I and, feel good. And before we get into feeling really great about ourselves <laughs> doing our genius fail segment, let's talk about something that always makes us feel good. And that is giving and getting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and we assume by now you guys have probably heard the gifts promoted maybe on some of the other podcasts in the network and possibly on our show last week. So we're not going to do a whole big extended things. We don't want you guys getting bored. We just want to tell you about a couple of the best things that are on offer right now. Um, So starting at the $10 per month, what do we have, Biz? We have the Drive Exclusive tote bag. Everybody needs a tote. Everybody needs a tote. (laughs) Yeah, because pretty soon you won't use plastic bags at grocery stores, just like we don't in Pasadena. 
Yeah. That, that's, and, that's on the paperwork they sent me, guys, to yeah. talk about that little song that I just sang. It's, tote bags are handy. But this one is really actually cool. Beautiful. And beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a word cloud in the shape of the Max Fun rocket. And all the words are Maximum Fun show themed. So there's, including good job. Including good job. And one bad mother. Um, so that's a great gift at the $10 per month level. If you want to kick it up a notch and donate $20 per month and become a member at the $20 per month level, you can get the in-flight power pack. And I also like to call this the diaper bag power pack. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah. And so we should add to that that like all the levels are cumulative. So like if you donate at $20 per month, you get the in-flight power pack, but you also get the tote bag and like you get everything below it. So, and actually this is kind of great because if you use, if you use the tote bag, you could totally use that as a diaper bag. (laughs) That's right. And you could also use all this stuff whenever you're traveling with your kids. And the stuff includes a mobile device charger, um, a collapsible water bottle, antibacterial wipes, and some adorable pilot's wings to pin on your child. Which is adorable. <laughs> or to stick your husband when they're not paying attention. <laughs> stick! That's how I compliment my partner. Poke! Take the baby. Um, so that's a great that's a great set of stuff for yeah. traveling. It's we kept it pretty like light and simple because obviously you don't want to add a ton of stuff, but it's all things that we imagine you needing when you get to the airport. Biz, what do we have at the thirty five dollar per month level? Well, after Stefan's been poked with wings by me, his wife, repeatedly, and he's done with me, <laughs> he's gonna bust out. The beautiful pair of rocket-engraved shot glasses, which are gorgeous. They're gorgeous, and, I mean, that's kind of fun, you guys. Like, come on. We can pretend we're still cool and deserve to do some kamikaze shots. Yeah, just do it. (laughs) Who wants to do a buttery nipple? It's Sunday night. The kids are asleep. Yeah, everything is so hard every day. Like, (laughs) don't you deserve just, like, a fucking pair of shot glasses so that you (laughs) and your partner or whoever... Happens to be there that is of age, of drinking age, yes. can celebrate a little bit together. Well, and I'd like to mention, as I mentioned on the last show, that we also use the shot glasses sometimes to give medicine to our children <laughs> or for mouthwash by our sink. I so love that. so you, you can use shot glasses for lots of other things. Yeah. Um, so, but they're beautiful and they're really nice. And I want to mention that with all of these, mm-hmm. so again, you, it's a culmination. You can get, if you get the shot glasses, that means you're also getting the in-flight power pack and the tote, yep. but you're also getting yep. the bonus episodes. Yeah. Everybody who becomes a member or is a current member gets access to these bonus episodes. That's right. And the bonus episodes, just in case you aren't a member and you haven't heard our bonus shows, the bonus episodes you have to look forward to for One Bad Mother are the last three years of bonus episodes. So you've got this year's, which I actually just went back and re-listened to with Stefan. Uh uh, And it's where we answer a bunch of listener questions. And that was was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. That was a fun time. And then... Uh, last year, we talked with our guest who's coming on today, Janelle Hanchett. Yep. We talked to her, and we also talked about cars mm-hmm. and how cool it is to be a mom with cars and how life changes once you're a mom with cars. And then our very first episode, which is technically like our pilot tryout episode. Yeah, which was you, never released in the regular feed. We, we possibly had not quite figured out how to not sound like judging assholes. Yeah. So you can go back and listen to us. You can hear really. that if you want. Go back and judge us. And the only reason you can hear that is because we love you guys. I know. <laughs> you understand us. Yeah. At this point, you understand us. 
So it, those are just a few of the levels. There's also some great stuff that you can get at the higher levels, $100 a month and $200 a month. Everything is on our website. You can go check it out, MaximumFun.org, and just click on Donate. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. This is what your money goes towards, everybody. Definitely. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I... Added a Prince <laughs> station to my Pandora. A what? A Prince station. A Prince. Yeah. Ooh. To my Pandora. And it's just made my life so much better over the last week. That's awesome. Like, I've just had that on all the time. And it's just so much goodness. Yeah. And just kind of just what I needed. You know, everybody's sick and just yeah. whatever's going on. And just putting that on has just been, it's been a game changer. That is Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it just goes back. The music, everybody. Yeah, the music. The music helps. Yeah, turn it on. All your fucking devices have some... So I yeah. use the songs that Or whatever. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter. I know, it doesn't have to be Pandora. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, they're all different. Is. Yeah. But it's all worth it. Yes. And it is life-changing and mood-altering. Yeah. Okay. And my kids are too young to understand what Prince is saying, so it's okay. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, so my genius is, so as we have mentioned... Katie Bell's been taking a myriad of medicines Aww. over the last uh, three weeks, it feels like. And at first, she was not really into taking medicine besides Tylenol, because if you live in my house, you're a Tylenol junkie. Uh, but everything else is disgusting, even if it's labeled cherry. Oh, yeah. Okay, because we only like cherry Tylenol. Okay. Is it going to taste like Tylenol? Yes. It doesn't! Yeah. Okay, so this was the first real time we really had to get her to take some medicine. Mm-hmm. Those steroids, they weren't up for, like, debates. Okay. She yeah. had to take them. Yeah. So, <laughs> there were two things that got her to take her medicine. One was this setup, where she'd have it in front of her, lined mm-hmm. up like a bar. Yeah. And I would say, Katie Bell, you have to take this. I don't think you understand. You're going to lose your leg if you don't. <laughs> your leg, it's riddled with bullets from the war. Because like, she's very into the Civil War. Oh, okay. to be CDs and blah, 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 okay. like war. Also. It was like you've, your leg got shot up yeah. in the battle. And yeah. if you don't take this medicine, you're going to lose it. And there's nothing we can give you for the pain. So you need to take it. She thought this was great. And then that turned into like one leg was shot up with bullets the next night. The other was shot up with arrows from like an Indian massacre. I mean, you know, it was just like really weird. Uh She loved, Mom, I need you to give me a serious setup. Uh I was like, all right. So, And then the other was we're going through a big brave thing right now. So Mm -hmm. we keep being like, all right, Katie Bell, you got to change your fates. Are you going to call for the rest of your life? Or are you going to take this and change your fate? What's it gonna? So we do this, and she thinks it's like, tell me, I'm gonna change my fate. Uh, and she's old enough to know this is all bullshit. Right. But it's like this big fun thing that yeah. we do. Did she take it? She takes it every time. Amazing. A- every time, and I, it's you know, it's totally working for us. Genius. Yeah. Good job. Yep. I had to travel to work, frequent, travel for work frequently to Africa, and I hadn't traveled for a long time, for about a year and a half. And I had to leave my three-year-old and my one-year-old uh, with my husband for about 12 days. So I was freaking out about it. And uh, I had to 
also spend a weekend alone um, in Kampala, Uganda. And <laughs> I was a bit sad about that. And I was thinking, how do I turn this around? Um, and so I uh, took advantage of the occasion. And I went out and I got myself a full body massage and a manicure and a pedicure. So um, this was my genius moment, I felt like, because, uh, yeah, I took advantage of the peace and wasn't uh, letting my emotions getting the best of me. So just wanted to share that. Love the show. Thanks so much. Ciao. Good yeah, job. That's awesome. One. Yeah. What a great reminder to all of us that everybody's life is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Good job. Yeah. Two. Another great reminder is, and it's one of the things I don't think we yell about enough on this show, and that is you have every fucking right to do nice things for yourself. Yeah. Does it erase the guilt or does it erase the, like, emotional stress of, yeah. like, being away from your family? Those yeah. things are happening. That's valid. Yeah. But you're also allowed to have a massage and a manicure. Yeah. You don't have to just sit there feeling sad. Miserable. Yeah. Right. You feel sad while yeah. somebody's rubbing you down. Sure. So good job. Really good job. Really good job. Failures. Failures, Teresa. Yeah. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. I'm just going to start by saying <laughs> everyone's okay. <laughs> okay. Because I just don't want anybody to get, like, really worried in the course of hearing this. <laughs> oh, God. Everyone's fine. Um, I was... Uh, driving with Oscar in the car to meet my friend and go for a hike with her and her baby. And I got to her house and I went to Parallel Park on the street. And let me just say, I consider myself a pretty good driver. I'm mm-hmm. not like the most amazing driver in the world, but I'm not like one of those like absent-minded, I don't right. know how to Parallel Park people. I can totally Parallel Park. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. Um, I learned to drive in San Francisco. Right. I'm a capable driver. Okay. Um, so, but I go to <laughs> Parallel Park on this like quiet, you know, street uh-huh. neighborhood, and I I pull up to the curb, and you know, I carefully curb my wheels because it's on slight a slight incline, and then I think to myself. Let me just check to make sure that I'm not, like, sticking out into this person's driveway. Sure. So I'm like, hang on, Oscar. I'm just going to check. And I get out, and I look, and it's fine. I I'm, I'm, did a good parking job. So I reach in to turn off my car, and it, like, won't turn off. And, like, my keys are, like, locked in, and I can't get my keys out. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Did I just, like do it at a weird angle because yeah. I'm not, like, sitting down in front of the steering wheel? Like, right. am I just, like, reaching around in a weird way and oh, I, like, no. bent my key or something? I'm starting to kind of, like, panic. Like, I can't get my keys yeah. out. I can't turn the car on. I can't turn it all the way off. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then I look down and I realize I'm still in drive. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Fuck, you're glad you're not just rolling down I the know. Hill. And you I had, had the emergency. Go- I literally on. had gotten, I don't even know if I did because my wheels were curbed. Uh, so I think like my car wouldn't have gone because my wheels oh, were curbed. Teresa. So, but I got out of the yeah, car I with had... my fucking baby in yeah. the car and my car in drive. 
I that is really bad. It was bad. Yeah, I'm so glad everybody's okay. I actually am so instinctual now about the break, about uh-huh. my emergency break, uh-huh. because I have absolutely left it in drive or like yeah. whatever, and yeah. like it'll. I feel usually because my college is a lot older. I feel the role, and uh-huh. I but I, yeah. I actually because I have been absent-minded thanks yeah. to the sleep and thanks to all that stuff. Yeah. I make it a serious mental checklist you, like, now do because it. yeah I have. Yeah. Several Thank times you. almost rolled away. That. So yeah. that is, that's awful. Yeah. My fail, I touched on it slightly earlier. I, I really was a dick to Katie Bell this week. I mean, oh. like just more, more than I feel like I had been. And there were, there were a lot of things playing into it. But at the same time, none of those things can really be an excuse that I was just, <sighs> ain't her. And yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I was really talking to her like an asshole. All day for like two days, and like nothing she could say. Did I not meet with just like really just ugliness? And I, and I don't, I get, I don't want to make up a million excuses. It just sucked, and I really, I felt really bad about myself. Mm, that sucks. Yeah, and I, yeah, that sucks. So my twenty-three-month-old has decided she wants to start putting again. She tells me this by taking off her clothes and letting her diaper hit the floor. Uh, she's also decided that sitting backwards on the potty is just as good as sitting frontwards. Um, so one day she comes in and tells me, oh, she made a poop on the potty. You only did the second time. I'm so excited. And it turns out it's not in the potty. It's, it's all over the side and on the floor. And um, she's covered in poop, too. So I have to make one of those decisions that parents make constantly it's like what's worse here it you know i can't let her go she's covered in poop but i can't can i really let the, the poop sit on the other floor what's the worst that's going to happen the dog's not going to eat it and so i come back from cleaning her and yes uh that was not correct the dog did eat it um <laughs> it was completely clean and i was totally grossed out um, oh, um at least he did not throw it up so oh. yay mom Oh God! Oh, like, that like, was not the direction I was expecting. I, well, I wanted to mix up the poop. Yeah, the poop fails because yeah. we do get a lot of poop fails, and I really felt this. I wanted, I wanted to pick a poop fail yeah. that had a real twist. Yeah, and I like that great. she said everything was clean. Yeah, because that involved a lot of licking. A lot of licking. Yeah. Oh yeah. God! That oh, is the worst. And you will kiss that dog on the oh. mouth later. <laughs> Oh, that is gross. Yeah, that is a no win-win situation. Yeah, that that either way that, that would have been a, a fail. You would have if you, yeah. had you cleaned it up. Yeah, you would have never been able to clean it up because your kid covered in shit would have kept leaving shit leaving everywhere. Leaving shit everywhere for you to clean up. Yeah, you did the only thing you could have done. Yeah, unless if she was cleaning the potty, maybe the dog would have come and like licked the poop off of her kid. Oh, yeah. Well, now you know. That's the same Now you know. Thing, that's what you got. Your takeaway, yeah. failing mom, is that you could let your dog eat the shit right off your kid next time. <laughs> Barf! <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love Teresa, you. yes, let's call a mom. Great, let's call one of our favorite moms. Oh, who's also a person. 
This week, we are going to call one, again, I'll say it again, one of our favorite people, Janelle Hanchett of the blog Renegade Mothering. Welcome back to the show, Janelle. Hey. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> we are so happy to have you back. Uh, we really could just good to be here. make this a show where we call you once a month and catch up. Yeah, we should do that. Totally. Let's <laughs> just do about it. I'm stuff. totally into it. <laughs> yeah, just about stuff. Look what you get at the store today. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Um what I'd like to do, I eventually I want to, we're going to talk about your blog in a little bit and a couple other things, but for our guests who may just be joining uh, you for the first time, we're going to ask you the question we ask everybody, which is, who lives in your house? Oh, well, I live here, and <laughs> my husband, Mac, and then we have four children. Ava is 13, Rocket is nine. Georgia is Rocket's a nickname, by the way. Georgia's <laughs> four. That really that really offends people. So I always like to what? people get really worked up that we named our kid Rocket. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but we didn't. And um, Georgia's four, and then Arlo is nine months. Oh my! You want God. animals too? You want sure? Animals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to know what's happening in your house. <laughs> okay. Well, we have uh, the stupidest Labrador on the planet named Laser, who's really cute. And we have a horrible cat that I hate named Patch. I mean, I hate that. I hate that cat. <laughs> she's, she's like such a horrible being. I mean, she's just evil. But then, then we have two rabbits who apparently have names, but I don't fucking care because why do we have rabbits? In the first? <laughs> they're, they're in like their little thing in the back and the kids feed them and I just wonder why we have them and move on. So yeah, how yeah that's, that's, that's the crew. Well, enjoy that. Well, yeah, see, the thing is my husband grew up on a ranch and so he grew up around animals and and, and so he he just comes home sometimes with rabbits or chickens <laughs> or and, and we don't live on a ranch, right? Like that's not our, we're not doing that. Right. So, <laughs> You know, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, you can either accept it or get a divorce, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it falls into that category. Um, so, four children. Yeah. You, when we first met you, you had three children, one of which was very new at the time, or fairly new. Right. And, it, like, that, that seemed like a lot of children, to those of us yeah. who don't make a lot of children um, and and aren't part of a number of things that we like to imagine go into having a number of children. The, the number of children people have is definitely one of those categories that people make wild, amazing, awesome assumptions about. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, sort of like my kid's only going to eat vegetables and never watch television, like whatever. And people who have more than like two kids, maybe three, are looking to be in a family band or right. re repopulate the planet, you know, for whatever right. reason. So you now have four, and I guess my first question is, do you, did you have to buy a bigger boat? I mean, like, what, that's a, how did, you have a lot of kids, Janelle. How's oh, that? I know. And you, you seem to love them all. Well, yeah, I like them all. I mean, I love them too. I'm yeah. Just, uh, like when Arlo, when Arlo was born, I, I would joke with my husband. I'd say, "Man, you know, I, I really love, I love this, this last one, but I'm just not entirely sure why he's here." <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I say this shit out loud, but yeah, no, like, because I, you know, honestly, I suppose people have um, visions of 
why they have big families, or maybe they plan it all out. But you know, I'm I'm in all level with you. I we love having babies. We love the infancy stage. My husband and I are complete suckers for it. Wow. Um, and I mean, it, and but of course, I mean, I hate it kind of as much as I love it. It's a lot of work, but we also, um, you know, we kind of we like the idea of a lot of siblings, yeah. like. Later, right? Like I, right, for yeah, example, like right, my mom comes yeah. from a family of four, my dad comes from a family of five, and just watching them with their brothers and sisters—I don't know. I just I feel like it's kind of a gift to the kids. I mean, obviously it, it doesn't matter, but we just, uh, yeah, that's that's just kind of what we did. I, I mean, I'd like to say we had some big vision, but but we really didn't. Yeah, no, it we is interesting. Sort of it, it definitely falls into one of those like sort of what your history is consciously or yeah. subconsciously pay. I mean, Steph and I both came from, like, two kids. You know what I mean? Like, we had, right. a, we both right. had a sibling. And that yeah. was totally our vision, whether there are days where I'm like, let's have eight. You know what I mean? But I am too fucking old right. to have eight kids. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, emotionally. All right, so we've got four kids. And this is going to lead us to our next question. One of the things that How Teresa and I found you was through an article that you posted a very long time ago called I Became a Mother and I Died to Live. Your post actually just came up on our Facebook group again. Yeah. And, and, oh, cool. Yeah, just on it very naturally it came up. And so as a result, we both reread it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teresa, you and I are talking about this. Biz and I talked about earlier in the show, um, our conversation was surrounding the whole idea of like, only mama like the time the times where your kid only wants to be with you and like nobody else is acceptable right. you know whenever whatever those times are you know the and it really i think it's actually interesting because the the article is about the experience of becoming a mother and and sort of your shifting identity and one of the things that you express in there is just the idea of like I am the only person in the world that is the mother to this child and I think that is basically what we were talking about today in a way it's almost like from the opposite perspective but it's like some somewhere inside that child they know that you are it like you are the only person in this whole world that is their mother and just that, exactly. that the intensity of that, like, kind of, like, biological knowledge, I guess. Right. So Or ha- not biological. There's also, well. That also happens with adopted <laughs> kids. Sorry. Yes. I don't, I don't want to be, like, um, right. limiting so the lame. extent of this. But the, in the, like, mother-child relationship. No, but I think you mean the sort of biological instinct. Like, the instinct. Exactly. Yes. Instinct. Yes. Instinct. yes. Whether it's a birth mother or not. Exactly. I think it's irrelevant. But just that connection to a mother. Yeah. Yes. Well, I wonder... Uh, I wonder how much that article, has it changed for you at all? Some of the things you talked about now that you have four kids, I mean, like, and I don't, I mean, who gives a shit if it was like one more kid or two kids or, you know, when you wrote that, I I guess you had just had your third. Is that correct? Yeah, but I wrote it um, in reflection of, so I had gone to visit a, a good friend of mine who had just had her first baby. And we were sitting in her living room, and it was that exact, you, you guys know the exact moment, right? Where there's this little newborn, a precious newborn, and the mom's very freshly just, you know, new mom, and big milky boobs, and, you know, yeah. and, and you're sitting there with your friend, and the, and the dad or partner's gone, and we were, and she was, she was lost, and she was 
confused and she was wondering who she was now. And, and I just sort of unleashed on kind of how hard it is and how, how you, how the old Teresa is gone. That was my friend's name. You know, she is gone and nobody will say it, but it's a fact. And until we let that sink in fully and accept it, we're just going to rage against it and make ourselves insane. If we're trying to, pull back the old Teresa or the old Janelle, you know, it has to, we have to go through this transformation into this new person and let go of what was there. And nobody, nobody wants to say it. And she said, you know, you should write about this. So I left and I went to Starbucks and I wrote about it. But so, but I was reflecting on my, my first child. I, I feel like I don't, think I quite went through that again and again. I, I think it was a first child thing for me when I had my first kid. Each subsequent child was definitely an acceptance of, oh my God, this is my life now, right? Right. But that identity shift of that 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 sort of feeling like the you is gone, that you've always known, that only happened once for me. And that's why I always tell like my one of my best friends in the world just had her first baby. And she says, I feel like I can't, she says, I feel like I don't want to complain or talk to you because you have four and I only have one. And I said, Oh, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because what you're going through with a two week old first baby is a million fucking times harder than what I'm doing. hundred percent because that transformation, there's nothing like it in the world and nobody talks about it. So we're just like, Hey, have fun with this. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to be really enjoying this. Are you really enjoying right. it? And, yeah. yeah. It's okay to tell people it sucks. And it's sucking is not the same thing as it was a mistake. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, it, it's not. It's, or that you don't love your kid. Yeah. Or that you don't love or your that kid. You're not, yeah, or right. that you don't love being a mom. Right. It, completely different. Um, exactly. Well, so you shared this online. And I, I think we kind of want to get into like the internet and you in particular. And I, we both agree that the internet can be used for good and bad. <laughs> We really think you're one of the best examples of somebody who uses the internet for good. But one of the things that you do is you're really out there trying to be honest about the experience of parenting. And one of the right. ways to get to that honesty is to have to go out and look for people who aren't being very honest or people who are really negative and mean. I mean, like if you're going to talk about if you want to go and try and get people thinking more positively about the roles women play as mothers, whether they're working from home or they are not working or they are, quote unquote, not working uh, or they work right. in an office or whatever. That's a big, messy topic. I fucking hate the title Mommy Wars. I do not believe they exist, but we're going to use it right now because everybody knows what I'm right. talking about. You have to go out and look for that. And as a result, how does that wind up? I mean, does that reflect back on you? How do you deal with that? I mean, I, Teresa and I were saying we're not we're not we're not online. We're on a podcast. If people want to, like, right. disagree with us, they just turn us off. Or they, <laughs> they have to go They have yeah. to go out of their way yeah. to find us and then listen. And it's an I, I think it's an right. extra step beyond, you know, your article pops up in their Facebook feed or whatever. Right. Because, and then they can right, immediately right, right. be like, yeah. you're crazy. And they can crazy. just skim yeah. and then reply. Right. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about continuing your persona on, like, continuing this writing online. So you mean, so you're asking just sort of how do I navigate the negative? And yeah, the, I guess. How are, you na- yeah. how are you navigating this while at the same time when you have to kind of force yourself into it all the time? 
Does that mean? Oh, I see. What you, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, well, first of all, I don't, I just don't read comments from mm. certain areas. So, like, if I, if I have something on, I don't put stuff on HuffPo, any, on Huffington Post anymore, um, because they don't pay their writers and it bothers me. Right. So, I don't do that, but I, I don't read that. And um, Upworthy picked up a piece, um, or picked, had, I was on Upworthy reading a piece on alcoholism, and, you know, I can promise you I'm not reading that shit either. Right. You know, um, and so I just sort of have some philosophies about kind of the Internet as a whole. I've just kind of learned to, I also, to, to sort of ignore, I mean, there's like this thing called, that I call Internet logic, and it's really basic, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, you didn't write this piece for me, so obviously you hate me, you know? Right. I mean, there's like these, and and I went through the same thing you went through, but I had a different experience, <laughs> therefore you're wrong. Right. You know? Or the flip of that, I went through what you went through and had a different experience, or I went through that same thing, and you're not writing about my experience, therefore you think I'm wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, for example, if I write about, if I write about breastfeeding, guaranteed there's going to be people who think I hate formula feeders. Well, I've supplemented all freaking four of my kids. Right. Right? If I write about home birth, I obviously hate people who have babies in hospitals, even though I had two kids in hospital. Do you see what I'm saying? So I just sort of off the top have reject, you know, reject mentally certain comments and certain... And then I also look, but I also try to be really curious about what people are saying because I believe that's an excellent feedback for me of how to become a better writer, right? So if there's any actual critique in the comment, I will read it and I'll think about it and I will try to, you know, move forward with it. But most of most of getting, I mean, let's be honest, most of getting bent out of shape about what people are saying about you on the Internet is kind of a lot of ego, right? Right. Like, one way or another. I've got to know what they're saying about me, but then once I read it, I feel bad, right? Right. So I just try to be a little, um, I mean, of course, I'm also four years into this, and I wasn't very good at it at the beginning. I would get really upset when people would write things that were hurtful. Um, but now I just kind of look at it like, you know, I'm not trying to please the masses. I mean, the, the fucking masses like the Kardashians, right? Like, right. that's not, I, I, and as far as looking at kind of, the negative, like the the mommy wars. It's really funny you say that because I was actually just going to write a post about that because I, I fucking hate that mommy war thing I because it's just bullshit. it makes us sound like a bunch of overly emotional pissy women cat fighting when there are actual real issues right going on, and it just especially the stay at home mom versus working mom thing. That stupid piece that woman wrote a couple weeks ago calling motherhood a hobby and saying oh, it's I not a job. It's I like, miss, I miss everybody's that. so, yeah, she was basically just saying motherhood's not, staying home motherhood, motherhood is not a job. You don't get paid. <laughs> and I'm like, are you people really so stupid? I mean, it's like, we're going to sit here and argue semantics when we don't have any fucking paid maternity leave in this country. Like, <laughs> anyway. You know, it's just like that kind of thing where it's like, there are real issues here. Why are we talking about, why are we shit-slinging on the internet when we should be talking about real things? Well, you know, know, actual... I have to say, I feel like it goes back into this weird category of women getting manipulated into hating each other and then thinking that, like, we're actually... Like, the 
a similar style article that comes around every fucking year or every two years is women aren't funny. And every year, some article, the Times or Rolling Stones, some man comes on and says, or and and lots of times a female will come on mm-hmm. and say, yeah, j- you know, sorry, that, I so, just don't women, find that's why there aren't that many women writers on television or yeah. in clubs or on movie because yeah. women just aren't as funny. And then they list like 10 examples and that's all we get. Uh. And it's, but, but you begin to believe that like, well, those 10 examples are enough. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, yep. it just falls into that same category. You know what? It's just easier for us to say that women aren't funny. And it's easier for us to say that moms who work fucking hate moms who stay at home. And moms who stay at home fucking hate. It's just, it's just easier. That is just an easier thing to say. So let's all say right. it and then begin to slowly believe it about ourselves as opposed to yes. the, you know what? I'm the mom who works and I can help out this community because I've got a little extra cash to donate to the school or the whatever. And I'm the mom who's watching the kids at home and I can do fucking carpool and help pick up. Like, let's all fucking figure out how we can make all of the decisions that we've made or have not been, don't have the luxury of making, just are in the situation that we're in and figure out how to make that work together so that yeah. to figure out how to make it better because yeah. so few people are actually making, making the decision. decision based right. on like, oh, I could do anything I want. I'll pick this. It's yeah. like nobody <laughs> is doing that. Like there are all these variables that right. like are set up for us by the way that our society works. And then most of us want yeah. to, and if by chance you got to have a choice and you picked it, you get into it and you go, Maybe I made the wrong choice, right, but totally. now I'm stuck here and yeah. I can't fucking do anything about it. So, again, yep. this show should now be called The Grass is Totally Greener and Also is Full of Ants uh, all yeah. the time. You know what I mean? Like, it just. All right. The, oh my I'm God. not sure. Did I even answer your Yeah, last you did. We just had a beautiful discussion about the internet in general. Oh, good. So, I yeah. gave you a really open ended, broad question. With no direction, and you answered it beautifully, and 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 we're just fucking delights, is what that was all about. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's when you say about using the internet for good. I suppose that's sort of what that's that's what I try to do all of my work, social media, and all of the articles I write and my blog. I'm trying to just do anything I can to maybe redirect conversations into something that maybe just is a little broader than you're right, I'm wrong, you know, or right. I'm right, you're wrong, or whatever. It was just, just maybe show, just, just nudge a little. Like, hey, you know, newsflash, not all women are choosing to fucking stay at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Not all women are choosing to work. Like, yeah. some of us, I mean, some of us don't make enough money to afford childcare. That's right. So... But we can't just live on our partner's income, which I lovingly refer to as the I can't I can't work and I can't not work right. scenario, which is a lot of fun to be in. I've been there a few times recently. But I do think that what you're saying about us being pitted against each other, whether or not that's actually real, I mean, that's a very effective way to sort of keep power over people, you know. It's, you pit them against each other, and then you don't have to listen to any of them. They just sort of fight amongst themselves. That's right. Meanwhile, the real issue is, fall by the wayside and nobody's paying attention because we're too busy attacking each other. Um, 
Well, let me give you the respect that you deserve, Janelle, and say oh, well, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. We're going to link everybody up, not only to the blog, but as always, we're going to link you back up to that original post that got us totally uh, hooked on uh, renegade mothering. Uh, you are doing a really great job. Janelle, and I know that you've got a lot of shit happening right now uh, because your husband is traveling a lot for work and you got four kids sitting at home and one of them's a fucking baby. And I know you love the infant, but damn, I don't. And and it's hard. It is fucking hard. I realized I love it way less when I don't have any fucking help. Right, right, right. So you are doing a really great job. And thank you so much for coming on the show uh, and talking with us again. Thank you for having me. I love you guys. Uh, We love you, and we will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. bye. A mom crush on Janelle. I love <laughs> renegade mothering. I just like talking to her. She I know. I, I, Janelle to me is like the embodiment of who I think our listeners are, whether or not that's true. Mm-hmm. Whenever I just like talk to Janelle mm-hmm. I, or read her blog or whatever, I feel like I'd be talking to any of the mm-hmm. people who listen to the show, just people who are like, we need to shove the bullshit aside yeah. and talk about this. Yeah. And, like, I think she was such a leader in beginning the discussion about this is hard and nobody gives a shit. Totally. And, you know, I, I, I just could talk to her about anything at any time. Oh, yeah. I, I always feel like I learn a lot. Totally. Don't you? Yeah. Speaking of learning a lot, we want to take this last little moment before we get into our rant of the day. To thank you guys, our listeners. You guys totally rock. And your support of this show, whether it be via a donation or just emailing the tweets, the joining the Facebook group and being on our Facebook page, all of it. All of it is a wonderful proof that we are actually all better than what everybody wants us to think we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... You know, your support uh, and just the discussions that we've been having online as a community is such a reminder that Mommy Wars is bullshit. Yeah. And that it is hard and that you are not, in fact, alone and none of us are. And we're all going through it, even if it's slightly different. Some sort of bullshit is happening in your house. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> At all times. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for your support in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically, because it's Max Fund Drive, we're thanking you for your financial support. And um, for if anybody is not familiar with the way this works, One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fund family of podcasts. What happens when you go to MaximumFund.org slash donate is you, you select a membership level. You pick how much you want to donate per month. There's a bunch of different levels to choose from. You pick the one that makes sense to you, that works for your budget. Jesse always says this, and I think it's right. If you if you have a job, you can afford one of these levels. You know, we try to make it accessible to everybody. Um, when you sign up, it's like a one-time thing. You basically tell us what shows from Maximum Fun you listen to. If you only listen to One Bad Mother, your money goes to One Bad Mother. If you listen to One Bad Mother and Bullseye and My Brother, My Brother and Me and Sawbones and The Flop House, your money gets divided between those shows. That's right. Um, that's how it works. We make it pretty simple and pretty easy to be a member. And 
I think it's important because we talk so much about mom guilt on this show yes. to just point out that if this if you're not financially in a position to donate to support our show right now, we are totally we totally get that. However, if you can donate five dollars a month or ten dollars a month or twenty dollars a month or more than that, we so appreciate it and we think that you'll feel awesome every week when you listen and you know that you're part of making this show happen. Can I add a little bit more to that? Yeah. This is another great example of what we were kind of talking about earlier, where if you can, not do it. And you're also doing it for other people. Like, I know this is going to be a really weird, like, yeah. combo, but, like, every – my kid goes on a field trip every month with her class. Mm-hmm. And every month it's, like, $15 that they need for your kid. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't have change for the 20 and we – we do not. We are on a tight budget in our house. Mm-hmm. But I always am like, because I sort those folders some days, yeah. there are lots of times people cannot put the $15 in. Yeah. And I know that my teacher covers that $15 for our kids. That's so nice. lots of times I'm just like, just, just keep roll it. the five. Yeah. Keep the five. That's because that awesome. kid should totally fucking go on that field trip. And they're going yeah. to anyway. Yeah. So I can contribute an extra five bucks to make sure to help cover yeah. another family right now who can't put the fucking five bucks in this time. Totally. What the fuck ever. That is so a perfect example when, of this. Yeah. If you can contribute, we really appreciate it. And you can also think of it as a way for contributing to, you know, listeners who at this moment are not in the position to do that. Yeah. And regardless, if not a single one of you contributed, we would still love you. And you're still doing a fucking great job. Yeah. Because we do this because we like being in this hot little booth talking about the joys of parenting. So go to MaximumFun.org <laughs> and click on Donate. And you guys just fucking nailing it week after week like we know you are. And when you're not nailing it week after week, you can call us and leave a little mom rant. <laughs> Tomorrow is the end of my Christmas vacation, (laughs) in which I have not gotten to do anything for myself, even though I had to take a week and a half of leave for it. Two weeks before vacation started, my husband said, hey, what if, uh, what if I volunteer to take a two-week work trip to Guam? And that way, I might be likely for this promotion. And I thought, okay, well, he travels. Sure, volunteer for two weeks. We can suffer through it for two weeks. So he volunteers, and the next day, he tells me, no, it wasn't a two-week trip. It was a month trip. And he left on the 29th. So I didn't get to celebrate New Year's with him and our six-month-old baby. Or this whole entire month with him where our baby is now teething and probably going to get her first tooth. She's now starting to drink out of sippy cups and crawl, and he's missing all of that. I dropped him off the airport and sobbed the entire way home, not because I'm going to miss him so much, even though I am going to miss him so much, but because this is so much. This six-month-old is so much. And I just cut done cleaning the bathtub after my daughter painted the bathtub, all of her toys and every washcloth that she touched was shit. So much shit. I don't know how a tiny little baby like this produces so much shit. <laughs> it's, it's baffling. And I, I do have family here that can help me. My mother lives two miles away, which is 
is awesome. And my mom actually watches the baby when I'm at work, which starts tomorrow. But my mom, two days ago, decided she's going to remodel her bathroom. So she ripped her entire bathroom out. There's no toilet. There's no vanity. And did they get rid of everything right away? No. It's all in the living room. Her whole bathroom, sharp corners and broken chunks of I don't even know what tile and shit and grout are all over their house and they haven't even finished and they're supposed to watch her starting tomorrow all day while I'm at work really this is when you have to do this really I'm just gonna drink some wine maybe I'll feel better oh it's nine in the morning (laughs) She actually calls back. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I just called and left a message about my six-month-old baby shitting everywhere and my husband leaving me for a month. And I neglected to mention that before my husband left, we bought an old house not that far away from us with the intention to remodel before we knew he was leaving. And he said, quote, don't let the basement flood too much because the basement floods. So I get to take care of that too. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye forever. I tell you, I got a little emotional on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think it was right around the time she was like, it's just too much. Yeah. And, I, and that's just it. I mean, like, the trip. <sighs> You get yourself in this position where you're like, of course, go for this thing for work. Or like, you know, like if your partner has to leave for work or your partner has to do something or if you have to do something and leave for Mm -hmm. work, you know, even though you're like, no, I don't want to go or no, don't go. Of course, you have to say yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's part of it. And then I get the like. You know, it's totally your mom's right to refinish her bathroom whenever the fuck she wants. But I get the, like, everybody go back to six months. Go back to when your baby was six months, in particular your first baby. But I had this experience with number two where everything's out of your control. 100%. And that baby is six months old. I doubt that baby's crawling. I doubt that baby will be anywhere near any of that broken stuff. It doesn't matter. It becomes a monster in that house mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It becomes, again, something totally out of your control. Your husband gone out of your control. You have this house that you're supposed to, like, fucking even think about down the street from flooding in the middle yeah. of winter. Good fucking luck. Yeah. Out of your control. Everything about your six-month-old is completely out of your control. <laughs> Who you are, as we just spoke with Janelle, is starting to slip through your fingers. You're fucking tired. There's no sleep doing it by yourself. And, like, I... You are, I know this happened several months ago, and I am sure you were on the other side of it facing something great or something else. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, whenever we get to the other side, there's always something else there. But you're doing a really good job, and we've all been there on some level of that moment where it's just all too much. And hang in there. Yeah. You're doing okay. Yeah, it's going to be okay. It really is going to be okay. And you And you're amazing. Yeah, you really are amazing. You really Your kid is really lucky. That's exactly right. So is your husband. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you're all doing a really good job. Uh, everybody, uh, what did we learn today? We learned that our children love us so much that sometimes only we will suffice <laughs> their needs. And while that is really sweet and lovely, uh, that can be physically and emotionally draining on you. And those children who need you so much do not give a shit. I swear, there's nothing you can fucking do about it in mm -hmm. terms of your actual children. The only thing that you can do about it is remind yourself that it's going to pass, that they are just kids. If you are the person being neglected, do not run away celebrating. Uh, instead, you're going to have to mom up and help figure, be the adult and help fix that dynamic or help, not fix, but help work on that dynamic so that you're not necessarily hurting the dynamic between you and your partner. So everybody hang in there because you are really doing a good job. And as the internet and country western and uh, a million parenting books will remind us, one day our children won't want us <laughs> at all. And won't we miss this? And shame on us for even saying this is remotely difficult. To have a child head slamming himself into such you. Such bullshit. It is total it fucking is bullshit. bullshit. So everybody, hang in there. Yeah, you guys are doing great. You are all doing great. Teresa. Yeah. You are doing a really good job. Thank you. Yes. So are you, Viz. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load down mama blue. Guys slow down mama blues. Guys slow down mama blues. Slow down mama blues. Guys slow down mama blues. Gotta slow down mama blues. You know that's right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, yeah, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, buzzer by, got down Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener supported.